Welcome to The Craft of Campaigns. I'm your host, Andrew Willis Garces. In this podcast, we go behind the headlines and hashtags, inviting movement storytellers to share lessons from social justice campaigns. Campaigns are a series of collective actions focused on winning a concrete demand beyond one-off mobilizations or election cycles. They have villains and heroes, teams that make plans to win, and activate people on the sidelines. In each episode, we explore one campaign through first-hand interviews for key lessons, principles, and practices for organizers today. In this season, you'll hear from campaigners like Nady Dominguez, who talks about winning the fight to protect a million immigrants from deportation. The trailer of this movie would be 10 years of struggle of undocumented youth come to a moment where there's a possibility to win. You'll hear from Mary Hooks and Kate Shapiro, who share the origins of the Black Mamas bailouts and their campaign to end money bail in Atlanta. You're about to hear about intrigue, lust, (laughs) confrontation, (laughs) glitter, longing, righteous rage and anger. And Justin J. Pearson, who last year supported a successful campaign to stop an oil pipeline. It's a mix between a horror movie and that super inspirational adventure movie that everybody loves. Also, Daniel Hunter, who talked to us about never using the same tactic twice in a campaign to convince Philadelphians a proposed new development wasn't a done deal. A story about how 13,000 people decided to do direct action together where almost none of them had ever done direct action together and somehow managed to beat back all the money forces in the city. You'll hear from Sasha Wijaratni, whose coalition successfully fended off Amazon's attempt to build a second headquarters in a working-class neighborhood. One of the wealthiest men in the world decides that a working-class and immigrant borough of New York City is going to be the headquarters for his next egotistical and capitalist project. And what he doesn't know is that there's a whole crew of people ready to kick him out who are going to win. And many more. Our first episode drops November 15th. Go ahead and click subscribe so you don't miss it. You may be wondering, who am I? And where does this podcast come from? I'm an organizer in North Carolina, and two decades ago, I was a 19-year-old in Washington, D.C., wanting to join movements challenging injustice. I was watching from a distance as a coalition of anarchists, unions, and climate warriors mobilizing thousands of people to risk arrest, derailed plans by the world's biggest economies to further dominate weaker countries through the International Monetary Fund. And then I watched as our next protests against those institutions failed to have the same impact. Global capitalism and imperialism rolled on. In D.C., I got involved in a local effort to fight gentrification and protect working class tenants and was confused about why we had such a hard time gaining traction. It seemed so arbitrary. Hundreds of us could shut down a city council meeting that then went ahead and gave tax breaks to unpopular corporate landlords over our objections. And we could get thousands of people to put up yard signs across the city standing against a publicly funded baseball stadium and then lose the final vote at 2 a.m. on a Saturday morning after we were shut out of a round of insider deal-making moments before. Was building and using our collective power just a roll of the dice? Today, following the uprisings of 2020, and efforts like the mass movement that came together to elect Bernie Sanders, I hear a new generation of organizers asking similar questions. 
And by organizers, I mean people who have made a commitment to recruit and develop others who are currently on the bench, to use a sports metaphor, in order to build power within organizations. So, how do we do that and make real, durable changes to our society that reshape who benefits from, who belongs within, and what defines a real multiracial democracy? A mentor of mine once told me, comparing organizing to change our conditions to a basketball game, that we always take more shots at the basket than we make. But are we always just taking them from half court without really knowing if the ball will go in? If we don't have the people power to win our visionary demands today, is there a roadmap we can follow to level up our ability to change our material conditions over time? I hear these questions offered by younger comrades between house visits, after planning meetings, and mobilizations. It feels like just yesterday, they were my questions too. And then a few years into my journey as an organizer, I stumbled on a less visible network of changemakers, a group of organizers who weren't just building a base and throwing everything at the wall, seeing what sticks, but were organizing differently, more methodically, more purposefully, and drawing on a rich history of being able to move a base more powerfully over time to build power and change their conditions. And they had won huge victories using the essential social movement technology that has powered the fights to desegregate housing and schools, win voting rights, stop deportations, and as I record these words, are the reason millions of us, including me, are having our student debts canceled by the Biden administration. Campaigns. Campaigns powerfully focus our collective actions to bring our organizing visions to life. Campaigns are a sequence of collective actions designed to generate leverage or the force we need to move the pillars of power holding up the status quo out of the way. That action sequence might happen over weeks, months, and most commonly over years of organizing. Campaigns often win through stages that build on each other, like climbing stairs step by step, slowly dislodging and realigning the pillars of power as we reshape not only how the people in charge assess us and our demands, but also the stories everyday people tell about us. Sometimes the next stage is a fight to get a candidate elected or toss one of our opponents out of office. But campaigns are bigger than any one election. They end with a change to our lived reality, not just swapping out who pulls the levers of power. At Training for Change's Organizing Skills Institute, we believe it will take millions of us taking part in collective actions to fundamentally change our material conditions, not just to give workers higher minimum wages and give black, indigenous, and students of color somewhat better schools, but to end racial capitalism, to reverse climate change, to change our society's relationship to policing and incarceration. We believe campaigns are an essential craft, like the craft of base building or leadership development or narrative strategy that our social movement organizations must cultivate in order to win. And here's the best part. Campaigns are a craft we can learn. I got trained in the craft by elders who came from the black Southern movement tradition and who had been part of labor fights to transform the working conditions of tens of thousands of immigrant office cleaners. In this podcast, we'll hear about campaigns shaped by other lineages, looking for elements most relevant to organizers today. We'll see you again November 15th for our first episode, unpacking what we can learn about pushing a Democratic president to take action 10 years after immigrant organizers won their campaign to win work authorization and protections from deportation. See you then.